my dear brothers and sisters from all over the globe today i would like to share something beautiful honest truthful and loving with all of you beautiful loving and loved souls we together would share on bindu or central pinpoint of the very subtle energy mechanism within us or the yantra or the sheath which lies within each one of us human beings while the sages and yogis have tried to be still at the pinpoint to sit in an asana at this pinpoint they have tried to convert this very pinpoint as an asana inner asana the scientists have tried to understand the central point or the bindu what is the pinpoint or bindu what is it we can only understand that by getting there by reaching there and we can reach there only through a particular process we have to be intense dedicated devoted and immerse ourselves in that process we have to understand one thing at the very outset that whoever reaches there whoever reaches the bindu does not chase it yogis do not reach the pinpoint or the bindu chasing it and that is why they reached there that is why they have reached there so how do you get there yogis and yoginis reach this pinpoint or bindu spontaneously automatically through kriya it is effortless no effort there is an old saying that if we go on aiming for something in our life then most of the times that goal is not achieved that if we go on aiming for something in our life then most of the times that goal that we have been aiming for is not achieved many things are achieved on the way in the journey which we do not target we do not aim which means that if we do not keep any goal in our mind while doing the process just observe just immerse 
let what is happening automatically happen. Allow, then our consciousness will reach somewhere or the other, somewhere nice, somewhere blissful, somewhere inexplicable, somewhere very deep, very subtle, somewhere fantastic, somewhere ultimate. It reaches the place which is called a central point or pinpoint or bindu, whatever you want to call it. There is a point in the center of every chakra. Even the energy called Kundalini has points in the centers of the various shapes and patterns that it keeps taking place, that it keeps manifesting itself. The Kundalini energy is an energy which manifests itself in the form of various chakras. It is an energy that gets utilized and that is efficient to attain any kind of goal, whether it is dharma, artha, kama or moksha. There is also a pinpoint or bindu in the journey of Shivatva, but it is different in kind. Actually, Shivatva itself is like the central eye, where everything is quiet, blissful, and yet you can know anything and everything from here. Shivatva is the pinnacle of all subjects. So in a nutshell, what we can say is that there is a central point everywhere and that includes the Anahata, the Muladhar, the heart region, everything. Even the Sahasra, the central point within the point that is the pinpoint within the pinpoint. The bindu within the bindu is a very important place. By staying at this pinpoint or by meditating at this pinpoint, by being still at this pinpoint, by sitting on an inner asana of consciousness, a conscious asana, at this pinpoint, the yogi not only has to stay on the inner asana of his consciousness, from there he also, he or she also has to worship his or her ishta. From there, he or she also has to recite the mantras, which again happen on their own. All the recitation will happen on its own. All the worship, whatever worship will happen on its own. The Ishta will also happen on its own. Everything happens on its own. That is the journey of Kriya.
has to do all the worship which is called Dev Pujan. It is as simple as it sounds, but it all happens on its own. It is not that simple, but when it happens automatically, then everything becomes easy. But for things to be easy, even if it is automatic, it is spontaneous, it is very important to understand some things before starting the journey of yoga. Like letting go. Letting various faces of your lower self to slip away. You know, like walking away into the sunset. Allow the free flow. If we try to be possessive, not the natural free flow, not the downward free flow, but the more ascended free flow, the more deeper free flow, the subtler free flow, that free flow I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the free flow that of the mind, but here we are talking about the free flow that happens due to Kriya. If we try to be possessive, then Kriya will not happen. If we have not allowed the Kriya, then we will never reach the central point or Bindu. Whenever we try to be in control or take extra precaution due to our fear of not entering and experiencing our own inner uncharted territories, there will be no worship, there will be no real chanting, there will be no real meditation, there will be no yoga. All this becomes very impossible, completely, totally impossible if we try to keep things under our mental control. Yoga is all about rising above the mind. Observing our other aspects, including the subtle energy, the higher intelligence. But yes, yoga definitely and most definitely talks about harmony. Harmony is very important. Everything and everything should be in harmony. It is said that nothing should be imbalanced. And in Hindi we say, Sab kuch sur Everything should be in balance. The world around us, look at the world around us, everything is in balance in the solar system we are living in. In the same way, everything inside our body is also in balance. Governed by a subtler intelligence, so we sleep every day on time, get up on time. As if a watch, inner watch is there. Perform our actions on time. But when we start the journey of yoga, we start the journey of Kriya. Kriya is activated, when Kriya starts, 
it is initially like a vortex. It rotates and gradually its speed increases. Its speed keeps increasing till all the energy reserve of the vortex in that vortex that has risen does not start running out. When energy starts running out, it slows down its speed very cleverly, so slowly that the movement almost ends. At least we feel that it is almost ending. We feel that we have become motionless. If at that time that particular energy vortex or center is measured by any machine, then the vibration that was inside us is almost zero, but not zero. Not zero, but almost zero. But after a while, it starts gaining momentum again on its own. This is Kriya. Gradually, it picks up speed and the speed increases again. It rises again. Again, when the energy starts running out, the speed starts to slow down. It keeps on decreasing. And it keeps on happening in the same repetitive pattern. Keeps going on. The vortex centers are interconnected. We travel from one vortex to another vortex. From the first center to the second center, from the second vortex center to the third, from third to fourth, fourth to fifth, fifth to sixth, sixth to seventh, seventh to eighth, and so on. Like this, there are many vortex centers and many vortexes. There are more than 100 vortex centers. Many times, we come back from the 100th or fifth vortex center to the first vortex center or the second vortex center and so on. All this is interconnected. All these centers are connected to each other. They are like multi-directional whirlpools. They are like multi-directional or multi-dimensional, whatever you want to call them, whirlpools. This is the system inside us. One aspect, but multi-directional. This is the system inside us. When this system awakens, this is what we call the system of Kriya. Then we can experience the movement of energy in the whole body. The whole body is not only active, vibrant, it is moving. In this vortex, there is also a void in the center of every vortex. Where the motion ends, where we become calm. This also happens on its own. This also comes under Kriya. Kriya leads us to nothingness or the great silence, stillness that leads to bliss. In emptiness, there is no thought, no movement, no vibration. What is needed to achieve this state? 
In order to achieve this state, in that vortex that lasts for a long time, we have to fully immerse ourselves into it. There is no need to use your lower intelligence here. There is no need to get afraid here. There is no need to feel in insecure here. Of course, it's uncharted territory, but there is no need to use your lower intelligence here in this process. We have to dedicate ourselves to the practice of yoga, to the practice of Kriya. We have to believe in Kriya. We have to take pleasure in Kriya itself or joy in Kriya itself. We have to ascend. We have to be fully active and become Kriya One. It is difficult. Difficult if we look at where we are, how we have been till now. But from a human point of view, not at all impossible. Not at all difficult. That's why I say that before embarking on this journey, some things should be clear which we have to tell ourselves, which we have to resolve within ourselves. And this resolution should be a determination which is like giving yourself a word. This word, this resolution, these words, this pledge, you do not have to give these words to anyone else. You have to give this word to yourself for your own welfare, for yourself, by yourself, that I dedicate myself to myself. I dedicate myself to my true higher self. It is very necessary. Lord Krishna had given a fantastic explanation of this science to Arjuna before the battle of Kurukshetra began. And guess what that too in the middle of the battlefield. This was thousands of years back in time. Arjuna was a warrior. Arjuna could wield a stick, he could wield a sword, he could wield a bow arrow, he could wrestle, he could wield a spear, Arjuna could drive a chariot, he could wield a mace, he could protect himself with a shield, he could also handle his chariot, he had an immaculate concentration abilities. That's why Lord Krishna taught Arjuna in the way he needed to, as well as could understand. In what we know today, what has been compiled today, what we know today as the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. But the Yogeshwar Lord Shri Krishna's experience was lot, lot more than this. In fact, it is immeasurable. His own presence is measurable. Science says that at the center of every vibration, there is a point. And this can be demonstrated with the help of a small pin. A pin is kept on a certain machine, which they call as a dial machine. And a wave is run on that dial machine. 
and the consistent wave is a certain kind of vibration. These experiments were done hundreds of years back. It is seen that in a while the pin starts dancing as it is placed in a certain way and it starts rotating like a vortex. It starts cutting its diameters. But while going round and round, it slowly starts dancing on the whole machine, on the whole map. And with time it goes to the center of the map or the machine and it starts dancing there in the center area. And its dance at the central point is the most powerful. The physicists concluded from this that the maximum power inside every atom, the most power inside an atom is in its center, which is like a pinpoint. This point they called the nucleus and the power emanating from it is called nuclear energy. This is nuclear power. Its speciality is that it has the maximum power. So the pinpoint, which is the center of the center, is the symbol of power. That is why in yoga also, the pinpoint or bindu is very important. In the interpretation of the chakras, it is of tremendous significance in Yantra Vidya too. So in Siddha Kriya Vidya, the vortexes are activated through a particular process. In Siddha Kriya Vidya, the vortexes are activated through a particular process. The vortex spirals into its center. But to go to the center, to stay in the center, we need a lot of faith to stay on the pinpoint or the central point. We have to let the flow happen freely. Allow the play inside us. Allow the dance inside us. Let it go deeper. If we do not let it go deeper and subtler, we will never be able to experience our inner energy and what lies beyond. Because the waves of our mind are very powerful and dominant in our day-to-day -day life. They exercise different kinds of control, some of which that arise out of our own attachments, our fears, our weaknesses, our lust, our greed our insecurities and so on. They kind of create horses who can only look ahead, neither left nor right. It is a limited view. It's a limited life, almost like living in a prison and being used to it, getting used to it. But when this type of control does not work for us, Then we start seeking freedom, peace and bliss if possible. Then we start seeking for spiritual 
pathways, yogic pathways. When this type of control is not able to give us all that we desire, then only we can seek the infinite. There is a movie titled Point Break in which a mountaineer tells his partner that I can see the line to the top. These are two mountaineers. They are standing under a mountain and the mountaineer tells his partner that partner, partner, I can see the line to the top. His partner says, I can't see any. There is no line. The difference is just this. A true yogi or yogini sees the line, whereas other people do not see the line. But we all are in the same place, same situation, same type of body and have to follow the same line. This is the knowledge of yoga. There is no line in yoga. There is no line. If someone tells you to go to Kailash without a guide map, how will you feel? You will say, okay, give me a car or give me a helicopter ride. Give me a map or some tour operator's address or business card. Maybe a guide or an agent. Give me some money and I will go. Lord Shiva and Mata Gauri's abode. That is Mount Kent. Of the Kailash Parva. People used to go to Mount Kailash to receive their blessing, get a glimpse of them, their lotus feet, feel the energy. Experience their holy abode. Although very few people saw them. But it was also believed that if 108 rounds of Kailash mountain, 108 circumambulations of the Kailash mountain were done, then one will attain salvation. It is not easy to do 108 circumambulations of Mount Kailash. It's huge. It is equal to impossible, but it is not that no one has done it. In all these thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, many have done it. The Kailash mountain itself is a mystery. What is it? 108 circumambulations? Where are they done? Where something happens in the center? Kailash mountain is Kailash, is one such, Mount Kailash is one such center. It is like a central point. It is a mountain resting on the earth, which is like a physical central point of this planetary body, which is a tremendous energy center, or the tip of a tremendous energy center. 
if you go near the point and you are fully activated you will automatically be attracted to circumambulations or maybe 108 circumambulations it is a very beautiful thing so 500 years ago when the present day resources and facilities were not there people used to leave for kailash visit just like that just like that no proper maps no proper roads limited ration no oxygen cylinders no tour operators no bus no helicopters no medicines no kind of winter wear that is needed or available today or shoes track shoes or any other proper preparation no mountain camps no backup they would leave for kailash just like that would say that maybe they have attained salvation we do not know what happened to them there were some people who were able to return home they told the story of kailash some of them used to tell a false story because when they went there 108 circumambulations was far away even one circumambulation proved difficult for them but there were some who remained alive even after doing 108 circumambulations they knew everything but most of them would stay silent and they stay silent so it is not that people did not go to kailash earlier even when the line was not visible people used to go to kailash The same was the case with Arunachal Parvat. Centuries back there was no line to follow, but people used to go even when the line was not visible. That line is the line of faith. we have to believe and we have to move forward on the basis of faith whatever happens inside us we have to believe that what happens doesn't show us the line materially it just keeps on getting subtler and subtler it never shows us the line even when we reach the void you will not see any line even when we are immersed in shivatva you will not ओम त्रैंबको बाबाजी गुरुर्मूर्ति देवाय नमः ओम ओम
पुस्तक बाबजी गुरुर्मूर्ति देवाय